0: We thank you and appreciate you for your giving. Thank you for all that you do. At this time, we're going to transition right into our word. I'm going to bow my head, and I'm going to pray again, and then we will confess as we begin the word. Dear, gracious heavenly Father, God. I thank you for what this day means, God. I thank you for all the special people that are here. God, there are many special people. I can't call them all out, but thank you for every person that took the time to walk through the doors. God, I'm praying that their coming would not be in vain, that you would think through my mind, speak through my mouth, God. Hide me beneath the cross. Illuminate the revelation. Thank you, God, that revelation knowledge would flow freely, unhindered, uninterrupted, and unchecked by any satanic or demonic forces. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. With your Bibles in your hands or whatever you connect to the Word of God with, a phone. Let me grab my phone because most people have phones nowadays. iPad, whatever you connect to the Word of God with. Repeat after me. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I will have what it says I will have. I'm a part of Deliverance Temple where we love by living our vision every day. We connect with our creator continually. We confess our deliverance consistently. We commit to serve creatively. We communicate Christ's love compassionately. Pastor Andre, feed me this word. Come on, make some noise in this place. Amen. I, I intend to do my best uh, to feed you. Now, last week, I went overtime; I preached longer than I normally preach. So I'm going to condense it this week, and I'm going to try to move uh, in a more rapid pace. But we're going to uh, back up and give us just a little recap Because we've been in what I call a breaking series or a broken series. And so we started off with broken beyond repair. And those of you who were here for that sermon, just repeat after me, broken beyond repair. repair. And we looked at Matthew 14, 1 through 21 in the English Standard Version. And the whole premise of that is that many times when we are broken, God breaks us in all the right places so that he can work through our lives. So we went from that and then last week on Palm Sunday, remember, like I told you, I anointed all the palms and we gave them out. I helped you you guys helped me preach and I asked you to help me preach. And the sermon title for Palm Sunday was Breaking the Unbreakable. If you were here for that service, say that with me, Breaking Breaking the the Unbreakable. And we use Matthew 21, 1 through 22 in the English Standard Version. So today's sermon is... Break out. Somebody say break out. out. So let me give you a definition, a working definition for break out. Two definitions. Number one, a forcible escape, especially from prison. Any type of prison. Don't just think our, our normal jail, but think any type of prison, any type of bondage. A forcible escape, especially from prison. And two, a sudden advance To a new level. How many need to go to a new level? A sudden advance to a new level. So, a breakout. Now, here's the problem. Last two times we stayed within one chapter. We stayed within a chapter in Matthew. The problem that I have today because of the source material Um, it's going to be a little difficult to do what I did in the previous weeks. So the previous weeks, if you know anything about Bible preaching, it would be more expository. You stay right within one text. So put up our working text. The problem is there's three chapters I got to get through. Matthew 26, 27, 28. I can't preach all these chapters and get us out in a, a good time. So I'm not going to be able to do as expository. So I had to think of how can I uniquely, creatively do what I need to do throughout those chapters because the story, We, of course, we can just jump to the end and talk about Resurrection Sunday, but there's a story behind it. It's a beautiful story behind it. So, So I need more than that. So I'm trying to think of a creative way to do it and it just dropped in my spirit. There's a way that I could do it by just showing you some movie posters. I'm going to grab some movie posters, and that's going to help me get into the breakout and move us in these chapters. And then I'm going to I'm gonna take something from each one of the chapters. But uh, go ahead and put that slide up. There we go. So just for a second, act like you're at the movies. <laughs> you already got screens and stuff, so we, we're just going to be in the movie. Now, don't be eating no popcorn. Don't be kicking your feet up. Just stay attentive. But if I could grab a few, let's say like, pre- you know when you go to the movies as a preview, let me just give you a few posters that will give you a preview, and then I can tie it together and get us moving. So let's put the first one up. The first one up would be Inside Man. Denzel Washington movie, Inside Man. Somebody say Inside Man. Inside, Inside, Man. Man. Inside Man. All right, now let's put another one up. Shawshank Redemption. Some people really love this movie. The Shawshank Redemption. If you know anything about it, I'd hate to be a spoiler, but if you see the other one, the black and white one, you see a hammer and you see a man beating a hammer. If you know the story, he was inside the prison and he worked his way out the prison. So put up the next one, Breakout, which is the title of today's sermon. I'm going to say the title of the movie. I think I messed up myself. The title of today's sermon. So let me put it all together with this statement. Put it up there. Jesus was the inside man doing a redemption that would lead to a breakout for all mankind. I just told you the gospel story real, real, real quick. See, he came through 42 generations. They stuck him in a manger. And yes, he was a king, and he came as a a baby in the manger, but he didn't stay as a baby in the manger. But the reason why he came as a baby in the manger, because he was the inside man. See, the first man had messed it up with sin, so God had to send another man, but he had to send him not from the outside in, but he had to work him from the inside out. But since he was the inside man, all along he was working on a redemption plan. He was digging a way out even though he was in. And people didn't know who he was and what he was doing. They thought he was just the carpenter's son. But he was the inside man working on a redemption. The Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling man unto himself. And he gave to us the ministry of a reconciliation. He was redeeming man to himself the whole time. But he was preparing us for a breakout for all mankind. So I believe everybody's with me. And having said that, let's start with Matthew 26 and 1. Would you read that for me, Mother Mitchell?
1: When Jesus had finished all these sayings, He said to his disciples, Continue. You know that after two days, the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified.
0: All right, read some more.
1: Then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas. Verse 4 And plotted together in order to arrest Jesus by stealth. And kill him. The whole plot
0: was to by stealth or to secretly or to surprise him and kill him. But what they didn't know, he was the inside man who was already getting ready to lay his di- his life down for the people. So they were actually working with the plan of God. And many of us understand and know the story. So let's continue to read. Verse 5.
1: But they said... Not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people.
0: Yeah, we want to get him, but we don't want to get him uh, during the feast. We, we, We can take our time to get him during the Passover feast. And in the Passover feast, there had to be a Passover lamb, a spotless blemish, or a a spotless lamb that had no blemish. So, a Passover lamb for the Passover feast, but they didn't even realize he was the inside man. He was the Passover lamb for the feast. Let's continue to read verse 14 and 15. We're jumping down to 14 and 15.
1: Then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, What will you give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him 30 pieces of silver.
0: Verse 16.
1: And from that moment, he sought an opportunity to betray him.
0: He sought an opportunity to betray him, Judas Iscariot. And so let me me throw this out there. This is not necessarily in the notes, but let me just throw this out there. If Jesus had a Judas, don't be surprised if you got one too. Not everybody that's with you is with you. And some people are with you until they find out that they can benefit by going against you. But the problem was they thought they were going against him, but he was already the inside man working on a redemption to bring a breakout to all mankind. So let me add this point. Satan thought Judas was the inside man. But what Satan meant as betrayal, God was using for the breakout. I I, I got to throw this out here. And once again, this is not necessarily in the sermon, but let me throw this out here for you. Who Satan put in your life to betray you is the same thing God's going to use to break you out. Yes. So don't be so upset about the job that left. And don't be so upset about the man that left and the woman that left. Because God knows how to take something that looks so bad and work it to your favor because he is the king of the breakout. And here's what you need to understand. If you never get in any trouble, you never need to be broken out. If you never end up in a prison, you never need to be broken out. If you've never been betrayed, you don't ever need to be broken out. But sometimes you've been looked over and passed over. You've been shunned and talked about. But I'm here to let you know, God, you're ready to work it for your good. Break me out, Jesus. Break me out, Jesus. I'm not going to cry about this. I'm not going to fuss about this. I'm not going to fight about this. God, if you did it for Jesus, you can do it for me. Break me out, God. Break me out. Now, if you go asking God to expose all the Judases in your life, you might be in for a roller coaster ride of who might pop up. Because the person sleeping next to you might be the Judas in your life. You you never know who the devil going to get into. But I need you to know, no matter what the devil does, I know a God that can break you out of any prison and take you to a higher level. Because he's the God of the universe. He He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. Let's, let's see if we can keep on going. Matthew 26, 45.
1: Then came he to the disciples and said to them, sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand and the son of man is betrayed into the hand of sinners.
0: So we're fast forwarding it. Jesus. He goes into the garden of Gethsemane and he's praying with his disciples. They fall asleep on him and then he comes out. And of course, I'm paraphrasing and speeding it up. And he comes out and he says, go ahead and sleep on the son of man is betrayed into the hands of what? sinners. Hold on, hold on, God. You, you, you knew what you were doing because the inside man ended up in the hands of sinners. And he says, I've been betrayed to the hands of sinners because what he was trying to do was break out of, break us out of sin. So he ended up in the hands of sinners and it looked like the plan of Satan, but it really was the plan of God. Let's look at verse 55.
1: Jesus said to the crowds, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day, I sat in the temple teaching and you did not seize me.
0: He said, why, why, are, you, why, why are you treating me like this? I've, I've been here the whole time, but now all of a sudden you're treating me like I am some criminal. It's amazing what Jesus went through. Let's look at verse 56.
1: But all this has taken place Uh that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled.
0: Not only did Judas betray him, but all the disciples left him. And the only thing Jesus had to say, his only commentary about it is, this is to fulfill scripture. In other words, your life was written before you showed up. I know it sometimes feels like you you are filling things out on the fly, but your life was written before you showed up. And some things are happening only so that scripture can be fulfilled. Let let me take a quick rabbit trail. I'm reminded of God who spoke to uh, Satan on behalf of Job and said, have you considered? my servant job and Satan said yeah I sure have and basically said I want to get at him but you got a hedge of protection around him now job going through it looks like he was going th- through something new but God had already ordained a new level for job to go through but sometimes in order to go through the new level you have to go through hell and death and the grave but I'm here to let some of y'all know who been through 2019 and been through 2020 and been through 2021 And you don't know how you still have your mind. And you should have been dead and gone. I'm here to let you know. God is breaking you out. May not feel like it. May not look like it. May not seem like it. But I know the. Inside man I I know the inside man I know the man who's better than the Shawshank Redemption He's got Andre Redemption He's got Joyce Redemption And he's got Clara Redemption And I wish I could call all your names There's an inside man redeeming you And he about to break you out Amen. Let's look at 666 through 68
1: What is your judgment They answered he deserves death. You lie,
0: you lie, you lie, you lie. He, 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 he raised the dead. He healed the lame. He, he opened blinded eyes. He unstopped deaf ears. And the only thing you can say is he deserves death. Have you ever been through something that wasn't your fault? But when you fell on your face, somebody said he got what he deserves. The devil is alive. No, I didn't deserve this. This is the devil's doing. This ain't God's doing. But they said he deserves death. Let's let's read on, read the entire verse again.
1: What is your judgment? They answered. He deserves death. Then they spit in his face and struck him. And some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Christ. Who is it that struck you? Spit
0: on them with a COVID breath. How dare how dare they spit on the Master? How dare they spit on the Saviour? How how dare they treat him like that and pretend like he deserved to die? Pretend like he deserved to fail. No, 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 no. I can't get you to the end without talking about the fact of what he went through. Slapped, beat unrecognizable, beard pulled out, crown of thorns on his head. All oh, this junk that he went through, but the reason why he went through it, because he was the inside man, bringing the redemption that would open up a breakout for all mankind. All right, so I want to add one other movie up there. Would you go ahead and put this movie? bats. Now, I know y'all thinking, Pastor, you done lost your mind now. <laughs> and if you watch my TikToks, you know I'm silly, but but it, it's, it's not really that. Put it back up there again. I just liked how, I, and that's not necessarily a movie that I like, but I, I do like how they broke it up and they abbreviated it. So, I'm going to add to the story by adding this. Let's put this up. Jesus took betrayal, abandonment, and punishment for our sins. B A P S. Every time you see BAPS again, you're gonna think he took betrayal, he took abandonment, he took punishment for my sins. Why? Because he was the inside man working on the redemption to bring a breakout. To all mankind. Now all you say perfect Christians you don't understand but I know I betrayed him. I know I abandoned him. I know he, my punishment is upon him and I know it was for my sins but the reason why I'm happy he was the inside man working on a redemption so he could break me out and take me to a new level. Look Let's put a breakout again. Let's, let's put the definition again. A forcible escape, especially from prison. Guess what? I've been in the prison of sin, but God gave me a forcible escape. Some of y'all came out easy because you ain't never done nothing in your life. You ain't never made no mistakes. But me, God had to pull me out. Me, God had to drag me out. Me, God had to go in and chase me out. The Bible says with loving kindness have I drawn me. God has put his lasso of love around me and he's drawn me out. Why? Because he was the inside man, working on a redemption so that I could have a breakout and I could go to another level. Would you you put the definition again? So we have the uh, forcible escape, especially from prison, and a sudden advance to a new level. I do need to pause and say this because we understand how life works. Everything is not immediately. Everything is not overnight. Everything is not right away. Everything is not straight away. But here's the thing you need to understand. In the Bible, there are immediately. There are suddenlies. There are right away and there are straight away. And like I told you last week, somebody about to get in immediately. And somebody about to get a suddenly. And somebody is about to get a right away. And somebody's about to get a straight way. Every level that you got to go to, is not all going to go through struggle. Some, some of y'all, God going to snatch you higher. And he's going to lift you up. Why? Because he's the inside man working on a redemption that will break you out and bring you to a new level. If you believe it, you ought to shout hallelujah. Yeah, devil, you done done a lot to us. But guess what? I'm coming out. Yeah, you done buffaloed me in the past, but I'm coming out. Yeah, I was depressed in the past, but I'm coming out. I was broke yesterday, but I'm coming out. I was sick yesterday, but I'm coming out. I know the Savior, and I know what he means for me, and I'm coming out, I'm coming out, I'm coming out. I'm not coming out to say, I'm going to another level. I'm raising up. I'm stepping on like an escalator. Some of y'all can take the stairs if you want to, but I'm 45 plus. I'm stepping on the escalator, and I'm riding to some new heights and some new depths. Guess what? This is the brokest you'll ever see me. This is the sickest you'll ever see me. I'm going to another level because I know the inside man. Now, I haven't even talked about it yet, but I'm treating all of y'all as if all of y'all have the inside man. But if you've never asked the man to come inside, then what I'm talking about, you really don't know nothing about. But guess what? I don't have to give you an altar call. I can tell you right now, right where you sit, ask the man to come inside, and then you'll have the inside man. He'll work on a redemption, and guess what? He'll break you out, and he'll bring you to another level. And he'll do it through, the scripture says, through betrayal, abandonment, punishment of our sins. Let's, let's stay in this theme of, of punishment. Let's, let's look at this. Let's look at uh, this point. In order to break me out, number one, you took punishment for me, which we just talked about. We just showed about the, the slap in the face and all, all that. If you take time to read it, it's really gruesome of the punishment he took for us. But let's continue to read Matthew twenty seven twenty four.
1: So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves.
0: So Pilate checks and Pilate realizes there's no reason why this man should die. He said, I wash my hands of this. I'm innocent of this. I, I, there's no reason why he should die. Why? Because he didn't deserve this. He didn't deserve it, but it was part of the plan of God. So Jesus came, and the problem was many people wanted him to come and set up a literal kingdom right there. They wanted him to overthrow Rome, but he didn't overthrow Rome. His throne was in the shape of a cross. They didn't understand it. But us on the other side of the cross, we understand it was for us. It was for our backs. So let's let's look at verse 25 through 26. This is one of the greatest verses in the Bible. Read.
1: And all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified.
0: They delivered him to be crucified, but they made this statement, his blood be on us and our children. They, they, they thought they were hurting him, but that's one of the greatest things they ever could have said. His blood be on us and our children. And I bet Jesus was thinking, well, that's exactly what I came to do so that my blood can be on you and your children. And my blood, the Bible says that his blood was strong. It says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. But the songwriter said his blood reaches to the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest valley. The blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never lose its power. I'm so glad somebody said his blood be on us reason why we're here today, because his blood was on us. reason why I'm still breathing, his blood was on us. The reason why we are celebrating this Sunday is his blood was on us. And how does his blood get inside of us? His first blood had to be shed, and then it gets on us. So he took the punishment. Let's put this one up. In order to break me out too, you took the penalty for me. So you, that, that was my penalty. That, that was your penalty. That was uh, my punishment. That was your punishment. And, and he, he, he took it for us. He took the punishment and the penalty. But because they said the blood be on us, it actually worked out in our favor. Let's, let's read Matthew twenty seven twenty eight. So we've already jumped from 26. We're already in to chapter 27. Read.
1: And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, king of the Jews.
0: They didn't just
1: punish him, hit him,
0: but they had to mock him. They had, they had to make fun of him. They, 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 they had to be nasty. And, 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 and when people are demonically influenced, it's amazing how nasty they will get. So let me put this one up. In order to break me out, Three, you took persecution for me. You took punishment for me. You took penalty for me. You took persecution for me. They didn't have to do them like that. W- w- would you put that back up really quick? If you if you look at the background, uh, we're gonna just put the point back up. If you look at the background, it's red and gray. But you see in the circle, there's a crown of thorns in the circle, and and the thorns. It, it, uh, They were poisonous, so when they sat him on the head, they would crush it down. It would send itching vibrations all throughout the body, but he couldn't scratch because his hands were nailed and his feet were nailed, but it means more than just that. It was the mental anguish. Oh, see, see, now we're more apt to talk about mental health, but the truth of the matter is what we really go through, the persecution we face is between our two ears. It's, it's in our head. We go to sleep, but our mind keeps working and the devil talks to our mind and, and that's all a part of it. But here's the thing you got to understand. Jesus took all that for you. You, you, you don't have to deal with all that. Yes, if you need to go to a therapist, do so. If you need medicine, do so. But I need you to understand that someone was already persecuted for you. He was already punished for you, and he already took the, uh, the penalty for you. So guess what? You're going to have to start expecting a breakout. Yeah. The problem is when your mind has been attacked. Most of our troubles are in our mind. Now, I'm not saying they're not real, but it's the mindset that keeps us locked into our troubles. And so, what I need you to understand is that since Jesus came as the inside man, you have to start putting your mind on the one that is inside instead of putting your mind on the stuff that is outside. The Bible says this way in Isaiah 26 and 3 Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind stayed on thee. All right, let's, let's, let's read a little more. Matthew twenty-seven thirty.
1: And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head.
0: I mean one spit on him the first time wasn't good enough. They did it again and they took the reed and hit it on his head. But of course the crown is on there. So every time they hit it, they're driving it deeper into his skull. Let's look at verse 31.
1: And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him
0: let mm-hmm. let's put this uh last one up i guess just got to take a little moment talk about this in order to break me out for you took pain for me yes you 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 took the punishment the penalty the persecution but you took the most gruesome pain of that day at that time. Really, really crucifixion, it really means you die from asphyxiation. You suffocate to death from your own fluids. And because you're nailed and because of what they do, you really can't breathe. Every time you breathe because of the position you're in, every breath is an excruciating breath. But he did that just so he could be the inside man. Bringing a redemption. Redemption. That would break all of us out. And so the question I ask myself, and I'm not really talking to you. I'm just talking to me. If he went through all that, why would I be comfortable in the prisons I'm in? Why would I stay in the prisons I'm in if he's had all this pain and all this punishment? and all this penalty and all this persecution actually i, I want to abbreviate it, put put it up ytp me ytp me you took pain for me you took persecution for me you took the penalty for me you took punishment for me ytp me you did it for me Yeah, yeah, I'm preaching to y'all. But I got to stop and realize he did it for me me. at cross. He hung up there for me. He hung up there for you. So because of that and because of that understanding, I only got one other phrase to say. Would you put this up? Break me out today. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Not tomorrow. Not the next month. You went through too much. Break me out today. If you want God to break you out, how about you say it? Break me out today. Break me out today. Break me out today. God, do it for me. God, God, do it for me. God, God, do it for me. Somebody say, God, do it for me. God, do it for me. God, do it for me. Break me out today. Break me out today. Break me out today, God. Break me out today. Because you went through so much. Let me not, let me let me say it better than so much. You went through too much. Too much for me to stay in the shape that I'm in. I'm not talking to sinners. I'm talking to us. I, I told all y'all just go ahead and invite them inside, so we all saved right now. Everybody here, we all saved. I'm talking to all us. We shouldn't be stuck in some of the stuff that we're in. Amen. Because he ytp me, he took it all for me. So break me out. Th- Let's just say it one more time for emphasis. Break me out today. Break me out today. I'm gonna I'm bre- abbreviate it one more time. Put it put it up there in this abbreviation, just to make it quick. Ytp me bmot. Ytp me bmot. Not the now. Now before we move on, just I'm, I'm actually getting ready to to close, and I know somebody's thinking, "Well, we didn't, you really didn't talk about resurrection and and all that." I'm okay. I didn't do it in the traditional way, but yes, I did. Yes,
1: you did. You did. Yes, you did.
0: But 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 I I did it more than you might realize. t P me B-M-O-T you took the, all the P's for me and break me out today why t- t- what if we did that backwards would you, would you just flip that backwards E-M-P-T-Y yeah. empty tomb what wait a second it was an empty tomb the reason why I know he'll break me out the tomb is empty. He's not in the grave. He's no longer dead. He's the risen Savior. He's the risen Master. And it's more than just a cross, it's an empty tomb. That shows me my Savior lives. Yes. Yeah, It's an empty tomb. Empty tomb. Would you you read? I got to jump on 28. Would you read just three verses? 28, 5.
1: But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. Verse 6. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come see the place where he lay.
0: Some see the place where he lay. Matthew 28, 7.
1: Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you.
0: I told you so. Don't 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 you hate little kids that that when you was little with them, they would always say, I told you so. <laughs> I I told you so. But I hear Jesus in hell saying, I told you so. Yeah. The devil thought he had him. I told you so. Because I'm yet the king of kings and the lord of lords. And when they came to the tomb, they said, see where he lay, where he used to lay. Because the tomb is empty. empty. Oh, oh, hold on real quick. I forgot something. Just, just give me a minute. Let, let me go in here and, 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 and get something. While, while I'm doing that, can you just read those verses again to give me a chance? To uh, Let me just go in here real quick. And y'all go through Matthew 28, uh, 5, 6, and 7. Give me a chance to to go real quick.
1: But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, That he is risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you.
0: I don't know why you're looking up there, because he's not there. Here he is. You were looking in the wrong place, but he is here because he's risen. Don't look at the tomb any longer. Don't look at the cross any longer. I'm here to let you know the tomb is empty because he's the risen Savior. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. alive. But guess what? He's alive in me because he was the inside man working on a redemption to bring a breakout to all mankind. And guess what? I'm breaking out today. Because he rose from the grave so that he can live in me. Yes. Live in me. Somebody say, live in me. live in me. He's the risen savior. Break out. Come on, let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Dear gracious Father, you did take it from me. Yes, you did. And because of that, I'm expecting you to break me out today. But as that flip backwards says, it says empty tomb. And God, the reason why we celebrate is because death couldn't hold you. The grave couldn't keep you. Hell couldn't stop you. And the tomb couldn't block you. And because of you being the risen Savior, they call us Christians today. And God, we want to live our life in a way that reflects the fact that the tomb is empty because we're going to invite you to live in us today. So let's all do that together. Father God, God, we thank you you for for sending your son to take the place for us. But we thank you also also for allowing him to die die and raising him from the dead dead. so that he can live in us. So live in us us. from this day forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. Somebody say it again. Break me out today. Amen. We're going to go ahead and close.